Hi there. I'm Dr. Shelley Zeroth, Professor of Medicine in Winnipeg, Canada, and past president of the Canadian Heart Failure Society. And I'd like to welcome you to the Heart Success Podcast Series. In this series, you will learn about different ways Canadian heart failure experts are meeting the challenges of heart failure with winning strategies. We'll also take a look at retrospective data on how heart failure is being managed in hospitals across the country. By working together and utilizing the tools we have available, we can change the course of heart failure. To learn more, visit the Canadian Heart Failure Society website at www.heartfailure.ca. An on-demand version of the symposium presented on the same topic during the Heart Failure Update Congress in May 2021 is also available for viewing. We hope you enjoy this conversation. Hi everyone, my name is uh, Dr. Stephanie Poon. I'm one of the heart failure cardiologists of Sunnybrook Health Sciences Center and the medical director of our heart function clinic. Uh, also the co-chair of the Canadian Cardiovascular Society Heart Failure Quality Indicators Working Group. And I have with me, Dr. Katie Connolly. Katie, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi everyone, thank you, Steph. Um, I'm uh... Uh, an assistant professor of medicine at McMaster University, and I'm a cardiologist and heart failure specialist there. Um, I'm based out of St. Joseph's Healthcare Hamilton, as well as Hamilton Health Sciences. Steph, you were involved in drafting this new Canadian Heart Failure Society order set. Um, could you tell us a little bit about why you guys thought this was such an important initiative and where the impetus for this came from? Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, look around you. I guess I don't have to preach to the choir, but we all know that heart failure is a huge burden in Canada, right? We've got well over 600,000 Canadians living with heart failure. Um, it is the third highest hospitalization and mortality rates are really high despite our amazing advances in medical and device therapies. Um, and, you know, with the newest, latest guidelines coming down, there are now a huge armatarium of medications that you could possibly use for these patients. And to be honest, it can get a little bit confusing. I mean, people were already having a hard time putting people on triple therapy, right? We have the CHAMP-HF registry uh, that demonstrated use of evidence-based medications in uh, US outpatients with chronic HEFREF were pretty abysmal with uh, use of mineralocorticoid antagonists and angiosentensin receptor neprilysin inhibitors at 33% and 13% respectively. So obviously, we're not really doing such a great job optimizing heart failure patients uh, when they go home. So uh, the impetus for this was, I think we need to start a little bit earlier. And truthfully, hospitalization is one of the best times to change a patient's medications. You know, you've kind of have a captive audience, if you want to say that. And um, however, you know, Newton's law of inertia is very powerful. Everyone kind of has that common saying, well, why don't we just wait until patients come back to clinic in a couple of weeks and then we'll do it then. But the fact of the matter is, you know, especially now during COVID, most patients don't even want to come to clinic or they're quarantining. So if we don't act now at the point of hospitalization, we're just not going to get optimal uh, medical therapy done. So I guess that's where the impetus for the heart failure uh, order set came in, into play. And um, we base that on the fact that we know standardized heart failure order sets. There's a lot of evidence 
that it improves heart failure outcomes. And specifically, we know that it reduces mortality and length of stay for people who are hospitalized with heart failure. So that's kind of the reason why we put it together. And we made sure that within the orders that there were lots of clinical pearls and tips about when to use certain medications, um, what to look out for, what the standard dosing was. So um, to help navigate a little bit of the mystery since there's so many more medications available nowadays than there used to be. But I know, uh, Dr. Connolly, that you've actually tried to implement the heart failure order set in your own institution. Can you tell us a little bit of, more about how that was and uh, what were some challenges and things that you liked? Absolutely. So, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more, uh, uh, Dr. Poon, that the, the hospitalization for a patient with heart failure really represents an opportunity uh, to, to advance that patient's medical therapy, optimize their medical therapy, and um, you know, take what, what normally is a very dire event in the course of a, of a heart failure patient's uh, trajectory and really use it as, a, as an opportunity to turn their uh, treatment course around and maybe um, improve things. So we, we are learning more and more that uh, these heart failure medications are you know, most of the time quite safe and, and uh, easy to actually initiate in hospital. Um, for example, we know that uh, our knees are uh, safe uh, to be initiated in hospital. In the Pioneer HF study, it was com compared to enalapril, and there was no significant um, difference in uh, renal outcomes, for example, but uh, there was a significant reduction in the anti-pro BNP in patients who are initiated on sucubitol valsartan uh, versus enalapril while in hospital. So we certainly know that it's safe. And because it's such a superior medication to ACE inhibitors, um, it's really it's really a golden opportunity to be starting medications uh, like this in, in the inpatient setting. So um, I think in general, when we when we look at an order set we're looking for a couple of key components and we're really just trying to highlight to the prescriber and to the admitting uh, clinician, the uh, important aspects of that patient's care. So in heart failure, uh, there's a lot of non-pharmacologic, uh, you know, therapies that are important. For example, we want to be monitoring daily weights. We want to prescribe a sodium and fluid restriction. We don't really know you know, how much sodium and fluid restriction to, to require, but some is probably necessary, you know, some important investigations and as well the, the medications. Um, in addition, there's also a move towards discharge prescriptions, which we're not going to talk too much about today, or discharge uh, order sets, uh, I should say, um, but those are also coming into practice in a number of institutions for heart failure. Um, but I'll just go over the Canadian Heart Failure Society's version of their heart failure order set. And as you know, as you were, you were on the committee that developed this order set, um, you know, the goal is to be quite simple and quite pared down so that it could be adapted for a number of different settings and uh, a number of different um, uh, hospitals. So the uh, order set um, provides a lot of information on uh, uh, practical prescribing information. I think that that's really a key uh, takeaway from this order set that we have adopted in our hospital. Uh, for example, in the medication section, um, 
uh, it's broken down by by categories of medications. So there's a ca- the category of ACE inhibitor ARB or ARNI. It highlights that ARNI should really be considered as first line therapy, which is uh, which is as per the new 2020 CCS heart failure guidelines. Um, there's practical information on uh, what are the ARNI eligibility criteria. Um, how do you convert from an ACE inhibitor or an ARB to an ARNI? And, you know, what do I use if I can't use an ACE inhibitor or an ARB at all? For example, hydralazine and nitrates. And it also helpfully gives the cutoffs for renal function and potassium that you might uh, uh, consider um, alternate therapies like hydralazine or nitrates. Uh, I think that's also helpful because um, while many prescribers may know that they can't give an ARNI with significant hyperkalemia, they may not know the threshold, and so they may be too restrictive. Um, and I see that sometimes where medications will be stopped or not started because of uh, a, you know reduction in renal function or elevated cranes that, that aren't really uh, they wouldn't they could actually be a little bit more aggressive with those medications. So um, I think having the actual cutoffs right there is super helpful. So um, in our hospital, what we found was that our our heart failure order set was written about three or four years ago. Um, And so it includes, um, uh, first and foremost, ACE inhibitors, uh, hydralazine and nitrates, beta blockers, and Tresto. But it doesn't, um, it, it, you know, doesn't highlight Sacubitolosterin so as um, first line therapy. First of all, uh, it's sort of buried a little bit lower uh, because, of course, at that time it wasn't. Um, and the big omission, of course, is that it's we're missing SGLT2 inhibitors and avabradine uh, from this order set. Um, I think that we don't have any information on eligibility or when to consider certain medications, no information on switching from ACE inhibitors and ARBs to ARNIs. Uh, so I think that the reorganization and information on, um, on dosing and eligibility is, is, uh, is really important. And we're gonna add that into uh, to the uh, modified order set. Um, another important point is that there's justification requested for uh, why medications aren't prescribed, including um, beta blockers or MRAs. And I think that's also quite important to trigger uh, the prescriber to think, well, why am I not prescribing that? And, and maybe that will um, uh, close some gaps there. Thank you, uh, Katie, for that excellent summary. Um, We hope that you find the Canadian Heart Failure Society order set helpful. And uh, if you want to access it, please visit the Canadian Heart Failure Society website and uh, you will be able to download the order set on a link there. Absolutely. hfordersets.ca is actually the the direct link if if you're interested in downloading the order set. And you can either personalize the order set to your own institution or modify your existing order set using the data from the uh, CHFS heart failure order set. Thank you, Dr. Poon. Oh, thanks very much, Dr. Connolly, and have a good night, everyone.